0: Hello, hello, and welcome to the Notary Life with Kimmy podcast. I am also one of the trainers with notary educators, which includes myself, Kimmy Nunnally, Angela Johnson, and Alexis Franklin. We each own our own very successful notary businesses and teach notaries in all 50 states to be great and grow their own business. We will discuss general notary work, apostilles, ink fingerprinting, and the duties of a notary signing agent, and much, much more. For all of your notary needs, please visit notaryeducatorsllc.com. We hope you enjoy the show, and we wish you much success. Oh, hey, guys. Welcome to Notary Life with Kimmy. I was trying to get y'all a little introduction music there, but it didn't work. It didn't work. (laughs) Y'all know me and technology all the time. is not that great. So anyway, welcome to Notary Life with Kimmy. I am Kimmy along with Angela and Alexis. And I'll let them say hello and introduce themselves.
1: Hello, hello, you guys. I'm Angela with AJ Mobile Notary. We're so excited and happy to be here
2: tonight. Hello, everyone. It's Alexis with Mobile Notary Services by Alexis. Welcome
0: yes welcome everyone to um notary mentor mondays um so tonight we are talking all about apostille do not be shy whatever you want to know we are answering questions you guys know how we do it over here i'm gonna say hey to a few people to everybody joining us on the replay welcome to notary life with kimmy we appreciate you being here we we'll just say hey to a few people really quick that are with us. Hey Nancy, CC, DJS, Tanya, L Lewis, Yashika, Karen, Fearless Notary, Fearless Notary VB, dr t Nancy, Hey Sheila. <laughs> Let's see who we have on Facebook really quick because we cannot leave out our Facebook people. Really quick. Did anybody have a story tonight? We didn't actually talk about that. Anyone have a story tonight? Hey Tawana from Jersey. What's up, Amelia, Lisa, and everyone else there who we don't see? Welcome, welcome. We appreciate you guys being here. I do have somebody on Facebook. Who's that? Juju. Hey Juju. So we had a little thing. Hey, I'm, Juju. Did you guys have a story? Hey, Star. Jersey is in the house. Um, Angela, did you guys have a story? If not, I'll talk about what happened really quick while we wait for a few more people to get on.
1: I'm saving my story for the, you know.
0: Okay. So let's talk about over the weekend guys um another notary in another facebook group um a georgia facebook group um angela actually accidentally thought she was in our notary educators facebook group and she responded to something over there and she ended up getting invited to speak at a little impromptu um event for just a few notaries it wasn't a big deal it wasn't a big announcement made or anything like that yeah. So the, the other notary at this other group had um was planning something at Applebee's. And it was near the house or whatever. So like I said, Angela mistakenly <laughs> apl- uh, replied over there. And then she got invited to speak. So we all ended up showing up and showing up. We,
2: we travel time. in packs.
0: Yeah, we travel in packs. So we had a good time, though. It was, like that I said, impromptu. And everybody came with their questions. We answered everybody's questions and stuff. So. It was kind of nice. They didn't know who we are, a few of the people there. That was kind of funny. I mean, not that we're anybody, but it was just kind of funny. They didn't know who we were. Because they were doing introductions and they skipped us because somebody else knew who we were. So she figured everybody at the table knew who we were. So she skipped us. So we came back around. It was like, oh, so you have a YouTube channel? I said, Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was kind of funny. Mm-hmm. And it kind of reminded me of my mom and dad. They would always, we went served at the same religion uh religious house together and they will always say everybody knows kim i was like my everybody don't know me she'd be like you know such and such my everybody don't know me and i don't know everybody else so <laughs> it's so funny so we are not as popular as we think we are look we don't think we popular at all but anyway yeah, I really that I digress. so anyway <laughs> welcome to the hey, last page joy Marlowe who else is on facebook right quick let's see and then we're gonna get into this apostille thing because it's gonna take us a minute Hey Marie, let's see. Latonda is over on Facebook too. Hey guys, welcome. I see Shannon B's up with us. Okay, so we're gonna get started. So, we are talking tonight about Apostilles Unleashed. Whatever you want to know, now's your time. Do not be scared to ask your questions. Okay, we are here for you guys. So, Angela's gonna take the lead tonight because she is the Apostille person in the group. Hit it. <laughs>
1: Hello. Um, Hello, everybody. So excited to be here. Go ahead, Kim.
0: Oh, I didn't know if you can hear us. I'm sorry.
1: So we're going to be talking about apostilles tonight. So apostilles is a French word. It's really apostille, apostille, apostille. You know, people call it all kinds of things. And so the question is, what is an apostille? It's an authentication of the signature and seal of the issuing public official or the notary public? And it's not valid in the U.S. These documents are used in other countries. And it's the contents that, um, that is not authenticated. So really, the secretary of state or the notary is what um, the official or the person that's notarizing the document is what's being uh, apostille or verified. And so, so the, even slower, the secretary Andrew, of state. Andrew,
0: let's go even slower than that. So let's start over.
1: Because I'm a really? fast talker.
0: But yes, for those who don't know okay. anything about so no. the, the French word, like you said, is apostille. We hear often people say apostille, apostille, like in the Bible, which is t- definitely not the correct way. But because uh, we know it's not apostle from the Bible, but that's another way people say it. Um, so that's one thing. That's a, the mm-hmm. correct pronunciation of it. But if you say apostille, people will know what you're talking about. Most of your clients are probably going to say something like, I need an apostille, a, a, a with an A. That's what they'll usually say. So now we know Mm -hmm. the title of it. So what's the purpose of it? Again, Angela, just a little bit slower, please.
1: So the purpose is for the notary or the issuing public official uh, to make sure that basically you as a notary or official that your uh, commission is uh, still valid and that you're because I was talking to actually a person two days ago and they were asking me, why does it have to be done this way? because he was getting some documents from the bank in Brazil. And, and I t- explained to him that you're in this country and you're from Brazil, the bank account where well, the authorities over there want to make sure that you're the person who you say you are. So the notary has to verify you identifying you and signing uh, the certificate saying that they saw you and they identified you in your signature. I said, so the uh, agency has to identify me as being a legitimate notary because i could be your friend saying that i'm a notary so i have to verify you and then the state agents has to verify that i'm a legal notary in good standing and so when i explained it to him that way he said oh okay i understand i said because anybody could say oh i'm this person and i want money from my bank account so here's my signature and here's the papers you sent so it's not that simple so that's why documents have to be apostilled or authenticated and so we're going to go into what's the difference between the two and so sometimes uh so when let's you... of minutes. Look,
0: I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a, let me do more like interview let me let me kind of interview you about it Angela I, now that we're talking it out I think it'd be better if I ask you questions and then you can answer it for us would that be right okay? mm-hmm. Okay, because I know you know a lot about it, so you can just go. But let me let me ask you a few questions about it. So why is an apostille needed? So you mentioned that they're verifying the person that signed the document. Why would a client be coming to you asking for an apostille?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So there are many reasons why a person would need an apostille or have their documents authenticated. Uh, I'll give you some examples of what I've, I've apostille is. I just recently had a person who inherited some property in Colombia, So she hired an attorney. And so she had to have her birth certificate apostille. She had to have an, a power of attorney apostille, giving the attorney power to uh, do the transaction. And so that's one reason, because if you get property in another state and you're from a country and you live in another state in the United States, you have to authenticate the document saying you are who you say you are and giving the attorney the power to transact the business. Another reason is uh, I had one recently where the person wanted dual citizenship. <clears throat> his parents were from Colombia. He was born in the United States, but because his parents were born in another country, he could have dual citizenship. So he had to have his birth certificate apostille, but it also had to be uh, translated into English, Spanish because he was born in Florida.
0: Okay, uh, so let's stop there. Let's stop there for a second. So So like you were saying, the client has some business in another country. Prior to the document leaving the United States, it has to be authenticated. Some reasons why would be, again, like you were saying, a power of attorney uh, over the the person may not physically be able to go to India or Panama to handle the transaction. So now they're going to give their cousin authorization on their behalf to handle the document the property or whatever is involved over in the other country that's why the document is leaving the united states and that's why it needs a higher mm-hmm. level of location correct
1: right if okay. you're getting married in another country you have to have okay. get, a, get what's called a single status affidavit you have that just proves that you're not married to somebody else in this country you have to get your passport and possibly a birth certificate, bursa to go get married in another country like a okay. destination wedding situation
0: okay so now we know what it is why it's needed what's a few different type of documents so you did kind of handle that you said power of attorney i see in the facebook i mean in the chat someone saying if they're having a wedding abroad you mentioned the single person affidavit also um if they're studying abroad somebody put that uh adoption Very good. So that's some common documents because we had that question earlier in the Facebook Mm -hmm. group. Now let's also talk about this. Do you have to be a notary to be an apostille agent?
1: So the answer to that question is no. You do not have to be a notary because being an apostille agent is not a notary act. But it's good if you are a notary because a lot of the documents need notarization. So if you are a notary, You can notarize the documents and apostille but you do not have to be a notary to be an apostille agent
0: okay very good so what why do you need to be a good notary if you are going to be a notary doing apostilles why is that important
1: so that is like crucial that is very important because you're handling people's important documents uh you as the notary have to make sure Uh, that first of all, you have to realize what's the most important thing is that you identify the person, but also your notary certificate plays a huge role uh, in you making sure that the documentation is uh, sufficiently and accurately filled out. Because if you don't fill out that notary certificate, you have to realize that those documents are going to another country. They are scrutinized. And if the official in the other country feels that there's something wrong or sees that the notary certificate is something that shouldn't be or should be not there, then they can reject it. So this person has went to another country to take care of their business and they can't because the doctor.
0: So if the other, if the notary is not performing their duties correctly, it affects that the apostille will not be able to be processed. It'll probably be rejected. So that's why you must know how to be a good notary. Exactly. Or you can start doing apostille work because Angela actually right. had something happen. Did you already share that? I don't think so, right? I did not. Can you share what happened when there was a notary that was performing an apostille? However, she did not know her notarial duty. What happened?
1: So, uh, And if you're on here, it's not anything against you, but I just wanted to share this experience and how important it is not to accept if a person calls you and say, Oh, I need this document notarized. And can you apostille it? It's so important not to accept a job if you don't know how to do it, because uh, the person called me and I explained to her that it's too much for me to explain to you how to do it. It's just too many processes. And so She had the document. I said, I'll facilitate it for you and we can split what's left. So she agreed. So when I got the documents and I saw one thing, the first thing was that the other notaries uh, commission was like about to expire in a couple of days. And so maybe a week. And so by the time I got the documents and would have taken them to the state, they possibly would have been expired. That's number one. Then number two, The other notary actually, uh, I found out too, that the other notary actually did not notarize the documents properly. There was no notary certificate. There was no notarial wording. The person just stamped the document and signed their name. That was another no-no. And so I ended up having to travel to the, I called him. I explained to him the situation. I had to ask questions because you have to know what to ask when you are getting these documents. And so I ended up driving 40 minutes away uh, to get the documents again, to have him re-sign them and re-notarize so I could take them to the proper agency to be apostilled. So I'm saying that to say that it's very important that you know how to do it, what to ask, and look through the documents to make sure that they are correctly signed because if they're not, again, Even though I wasn't the notary or the other notary wasn't the notary, if they would have got to the state, the state would have rejected. So that's another day, few days. Or if the state would have gotten it, it got to the other country, they could have rejected it. And so his money, he's trying to get some money out of his bank account. And that would have been held up for possibly weeks or months.
0: Okay. So that's why it's so important to know how to be a good notary, even prior to try to add a pastel to your Google My Business page or before accepting the assignment, as Angela already mentioned. So let's talk about around here, notary educators. We like to kind of explain the I pastel process that there's three levels to it. Could you talk about that? What does that look like, the three different levels, to kind of simplify it for everyone that's not as familiar? Um, what three levels? So there are three
1: levels. The first level is your local and so I'm going to start from this point. So when you get an apostille, the first question you're going to ask is, what's the country of destination? And the reason why that's so important is because you have to decide as the notary or as the facilitator, is that country in what's called the uh, Hague or Apostille Convention Agreement? So that's why you ask, what is the destination country, being, the country that the document will end up and signed up? And so, after you do that, you will look online on the website. If that country is part of the Hague, then you, you know that that document is going to go state, depending on what document it is. So, you got to ask what country destination to make sure it's part of so the Hague Convention. And then let's see right which document. It is. Okay, we got a little lag. Sorry about that, guys. There's a
0: little lag. But let's start right there so we can explain what is a Hague country and what is a non-hague before we go any further. So a Hague guys is spelled H A U G E and then there's a non-Hague.
1: H A G U E.
0: Oh my H A G U E. Oh so I I okay, I am from I ain't gonna say I'm from Detroit because they might get me too saying that the people we know how to spell. <laughs> Forgive me, people. What is it again, Angela?
1: Hague, H-A-G-U-E.
0: Okay, so H-A-U-G-E, Hague. hey you
1: you're, you're like
0: oh, transposing the right. letters. Oh, okay, I might need some chocolate, okay. Anyway, yeah. however it's spelled, you have the Hague and then you have the non-Hague. So what is a Hague country? How did that even come about? Short version, what is that?
1: The short version is that the Hague or Apostille Convention of 1961 was an agreement between countries and the countries that are in this group. What happened is that they just agreed to provide a simple way to certify documents that are going to be used between the countries that are in this. They all joined this agreement or joined this convention. And that's basically what it is. So you won't have to go through the other level. So that's what that
0: is. So that's, for example, to break that down. So Georgia, South Carolina and Florida all say, you know what? Hey, we're going to come up with one method where we want to send a a document up north to Detroit, Ohio, somewhere up there that we're going to have a certain look about it, it's going to have certain elements to it. And that way, when it goes up north, they already know it's 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 legit. Right. So same thing here. We're going out to the United States. So the United States got into agreement with with these people, hey, with these other countries. We're going to make sure that we authenticate the document. It's going to have A, B, C, D. And that way you know it came from the United States and it's legit. Now, what is a non hague
1: And uh, one one more thing I want to say about that too, the Hague countries that are in agreement, it's really basically, in in addition to what Kim said, it's basically saying that we're not going to give you no hassle, and I'm not going to give you any hassle. When somebody needs a document in, in the countries that are in this agreement, you just make sure you stamp it to show that it's legit. We'll stamp it to show that it's legitimate, and then we'll accept it. So it's not all this other red tape, so to speak.
0: Very good. I and love it. I love it.
1: So the non-hate countries are not a part of this agreement. They decided we don't want to be involved in that. We're not going to be in this agreement with you guys. So if you get a client and they call and and you you say, what country is it? And they say, oh, it's from China. It's China. Well, China is a non-hate country. So there's a more extensive thing that has to be done. So another thing that you have to realize is that the apostille or apostille is part of the Hague Convention, and that's what happens with these countries. If it's in the non-Hague, the document has to be authenticated. And so it has to go far beyond being apostille. So there are other le- layers or levels of authentication that ha- that it has to go through. And so it may have to go through the Secretary of State.
0: So hold these- on, hold on before <laughs> you start that. So now you're explaining the level. So now let's go back to level one. What does a level one apostille look like?
1: It looks like, oh, uh, Alexis uh, has a birth certificate from her daughter. Uh, Alexis is from where? India, and she has a birth certificate for her daughter. And so she wants her daughter to have dual citizenship. But her daughter was born in Florida. So I would have to get Alexis's daughter birth certificate, send it to Florida, have them apostille it and they'll send it back to me. I'll give it to Alexis, and she'll send it to India. Because they're part of the Hague is just that simple. Very good. So
0: that's a level one. What does a level two look like?
1: So a level two looks like, oh, this country is not a part of the Hague Convention. So now that we found out this document is uh, that has to go to China... Well, first, if it's a power of attorney, and the thing about it is, you guys, it doesn't matter what document it is. Let me back up. So a level two would look like, I just did one. This person had a military document. And so it was on the federal level. So the federal level, and it's a United States document, he was moving to the Philippines. So that doesn't go to your local government or your local state. It has to go to D.C. because the federal level is higher. So you wouldn't go lower to authenticate a document or a document. You would go to the higher level because it's already on the federal level. And so what that needed, because it was a federal document from the military, it does not need notarization. So the only thing I had to do was fill out the forms, have them pay me, and send it to Virginia because Virginia has to review the documents to make sure there's no anthrax or something. And they'll forward it to DC. DC authenticates the document. I'll still send it back to me and I'll send it back to the customer.
0: Okay, very good. So level two looks like um, you get to skip level one, go to level two and that's based on what kind of document it is. And as you mentioned, Mm -hmm. for example, the uh, background check. Or
1: FBI, FBI background check or a military check document check.
0: or a military yeah. document just just a, of course we can't go into everything tonight guys we don't here for a little bit but that just gives you an idea what a level 2 looks like now what does a level 3 look like
1: so level 3 has uh, more processes to go through and that would be because it's not a Hague country so when you have a level 3 document and it could be any of those documents I mentioned uh, birth certificate power of attorney, uh, death certificate, any of of those documents. It would have to go to the Secretary of State first. And the Secretary of State, of course, is just verifying the notary. Then it has to go to Virginia, who checks for anthrax, sends it to D.C. And after D.C. gets it, then one of two things happen. It either possibly has to go to the embassy or the consulate. And so there, that comes into play where you really have to hire a company or a person to continue to facilitate the uh, transaction so it can be complete. But it has to go through all of those transactions because remember, the other country is not a part of the Hague Convention. And so they're not gonna just accept it because the state said, this is a good note. You have to take it through all the federal processes as well as the local processes. And then the embassy of that country has to approve it before you send it to the country.
0: Okay, so level three is like the Mac Daddy of everything. So then um, if it has to go to the embassy or the consulate or whatever, do you take it or do the client take it?
1: That's... Um, so I'll give you this example. It could be... Uh, I just had a client recently and he... Actually, I did the notary. No, it wasn't a notary for that. I did the birth certificate. I found a translator, had the translator translate the birth certificate, notarize it. I sent it to Florida to be um, apostille. But the client knew nothing about apostilles, you guys. So most of the time, your client will not know even what, can't even say the word. And so he did not know what the process, he just told me, I won't do a citizenship and I need a apostille and I don't know what to do. So what would you do? Would you say, well, I don't know. I spent literally weeks researching every step to figure out what he needed to do. And when I found it, every step, it was lots of phone calls, lots of time. I've talked to him. I told him step by step what he had to do. And so he was very appreciative. And one thing about that transaction, is what I charged him. He did not flinch. He asked no questions. He thanked me every step of the way for finding out what he needed to do. So the third level, what was I saying? With the birth certificate, he wanted dual citizenship, but this one particular had to go to the embassy. So I Mm -hmm. called the embassy, looked on the website, called the embassy, figured out what he needed. And mind you, I already knew part of the process, so it wasn't hard. And the reason why I knew part of the process, because fortunately, the week before I had just did uh, an apostille for a lady, and she had did the same thing, so I was asking her a lot of questions. So that's another thing. I ask people questions if I know they've done something. So because she had done it, I was able to take that information to put it with what I found out to help my current client to find out. Uh, what did he have to do Uh ID, his mother's birth certificate, his father who was here. So it was like a whole pieces that he needed. And then in that situation, I'm saying this process because in that situation, he took it to the embassy in Atlanta. And so there are some times where you're going to have to do that. And that's when you hire a third party company, because all the embassies are in D.C. So you're going to have to hire a third party company to facilitate that leg of the of, uh, the apostille.
0: Okay, very good. So we can see it's not just the Secretary of State that is involved in apostilles because that's what everyone's always told. Go to your Secretary of State, go to your Secretary of State, which is true depending on the document. But sometimes it might be the Secretary of State, DC and an embassy. So we want to give you clear facts tonight as to what it really looks like to process an apostille. There's no boogeyman here. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, Alexa, did you want to add anything? I have a few more questions for Angela, but did you want to add anything about what we've talked about so far? Nope. All right, then we'll keep on with the questions. So Angela, a lot of times notaries may say, well, I want to do apostilles, but the secretary of state is two or three hours away from my house. How can they still get in on making some of this apostille money?
1: Well, there are two ways that I do it. So one way is uh, and a very important thing is that you have to know what your client needs or what your client wants. That's the first thing. If your client says there is no rush, then you can use what means of mailing that the secretary of state of that state require, because every secretary of state is different. One may accept UPS. One may accept FedEx. One may not accept FedEx. One may not accept UPS. So whatever form of mailing that they accept, you can send it FedEx. Oh, it takes four to six weeks or two to four weeks. You never, ever want to tell them that it's going to be ready before to get the business. You always want to be honest with your client and tell them, you know, later rather than sooner. Usually we say sooner rather than later. In this case, you give them the further date than the closest date because if they're expecting it, then they're expecting it. So you can use FedEx or UPS, whichever is required, send the documents to uh, whatever secretary of state with the return envelope and they'll send it back to you. Or if you know somebody and if the secretary of state is open, you can hire a third party to walk it in, making some of them require an appointment, walk it in, make the appointment and have them send it back to you and you can get it back within a few days. So there's you still can do other states. You can do any state in the United States.
0: And also, if the Secretary of State is too far from you, because I hear a lot of notaries or have them ask us, wh- rather, well, hey, Kimmy, my Secretary of State is four or five hours away. That's when you also can find someone to facilitate it. They give you a little um, kickback, so to speak, and then they'll just process it for you. Um, so you are like the referring agent okay so that's another way that you can make money or have you a notary buddy on the ground like um angela mentioned and you say hey i'm going to start this process but i need to know if you can do the rest of it on your end and get it and get it back to me so of course for a fee someone Mm -hmm. when facebook is saying that they have a courier in dc that takes the documents to the embassy for them um and if if they do charge a fee so you want to charge enough so let's talk about the money right quick so Uh, as far as the pricing, why do we keep hearing these numbers? Like, and this was just the beginning. It could be, it depends on where your state is, where you are, what, um, does pricing look like Angela and why do people start at $185 per page and all that? What, how does that money, where does that number come from?
1: So you have, that's the one thing you have to do. You have to make sure that you're taking care of all of your fees. You have to make sure the state gets their fee, whether it's $3, $10, or $20. You have to make sure you, uh, a lot of the secretary of states are not open. So you have to make sure you put in, um, taking into consideration your uh, FedEx costs. How much is it going to cost me to send this to FedEx, send this FedEx to the state and to return it? So that's two costs, right? That's two shipping there and back. Then you got your state fee, like I mentioned. Then if you have to have a translation, you got your translation fee, then um, if you got to send it to your client, you got that fee. So you have to add all of that up and see how much you're going to make. Then if you're printing documents, you got that fee. Then if you notarize the document, you got your notary fee. So you want to make sure that you're getting paid enough so you make some profit. And so that's another reason why iPod Steals are so expensive. Isn't it just not all sometimes, but not it's like, oh, I made all this money. If you hear somebody say $400, maybe $200 of those dollars are for FedEx fees and all of that, your notary fee and all that stuff. So you have to make sure that, um, yeah, you calculate your fees correctly before you give a price, even if that entails telling your client, let me see what I need to do and I'll call you back. But I know how to calculate while they're talking to me, so...
0: We bet you do. <laughs> so, all that being said, so you look at all the fees that are involved, and we talk about this FedEx in here, FedEx in there, uh, UPS here, UPS there, plus your processing fee because you're not doing it for free, your travel time, um, and et cetera, et cetera. Now you see how that bill could be raking up. One more question about the pricing. And I was asked this actually from somebody in our state level. Why would someone pay us as a notary or anyone to do this when they can go to their um, secretary of state or whatever and do this whole process themselves? Why would they pay us this kind of money?
1: They don't want to be bothered. They, just want, it, they want it done and they don't want to be bothered. They want somebody what they're doing to do. it.
0: It's a service. It's a service. It's a premium service. So most of the time right. when people have these kind of documents floating, between the United States and another country, they have money, they have money and they pay for services. They don't want to be bothered with it. And I'm gonna tell you how much I don't want to be bothered with it. Sometimes I had a call last week and I called Angela about five times. I was like, girl, I'm asking this man these questions. So I knew some of what to ask because I'm more a level one kind of apostille agent, right? Anything over that, I start panicking. That's real talk. I know a lot about it. I know how to, I know what it is. I know how to do it even some of it, but I just don't want to be bothered. I'm just not a paperwork person like that, right? So I called Angela about five different times. I said, girl, he said he got this. Angela said, well, you need to ask him that. So I, I was exhausted. So I was going to, at the end of it, I told Angela, I said, how about this? you just handle it give me a cut and we're done <laughs> and she was like you got this you got this i was like i don't want to have it i don't want to do it <laughs> so so you will get a chance to see and test the waters and see if you even want to be bothered with apostille it sound like it, it is a lot of money i ain't gonna lie i when i made my first uh 200 something off of two pages i was like oh now that was a level one but the other one, like Angela's talking about, it can take you days, weeks, and months. Can you tell us about one of your clients that I know is taking you like two, three weeks sometimes? Why does it take so long to get from A to B in so much time? Can you talk about that for a second?
1: Well, there are a number of reasons. Um, and I'll tell you a mistake I made.
0: Um,
1: and this is really the only mistake I made. So That's why it's also important as the apostille facilitator or agent. That you just, if somebody brings you something, you just can't always just take it and say, okay, I can apostille it. Mm -hmm. You need to know if they have everything they need to get this done. So I did a federal apostille, the military one. I knew he needed to have it authenticated by the military, which he had the seal and everything. But what I didn't know is he also needed to have a letter that went with that with the person who authenticated it with their name and their position. So very fortunately that the person who, he had like four apostilles. So I was very fortunate that three of them I did perfectly. And the man, his and uh that DC sent it back to me, explaining to me what was missing. Fortunately, the man just loves me. And he think I'm the greatest thing since sliced bread. And so I called him and told him what happened, what was needed. He, he was like, no problem. He had already connected me with his because that particular one was not going to be back before he left because it was six weeks. And so he, um, sent me the page, sent me a picture. I'm like, yes, that's what I need. Sent the paper to his daughter. I picked it up and it's being processed right now. And his daughter like, he just loves you. So fortunately that was the case. He has a year to get the papers and it's not a anything. So again, that's why I say it's very important to know what the person needs. It's not even all their responsibility. If we're going to do this, as part of it, it's our responsibility if we're facilitating their documents. If they don't have something, uh, we, ne- we need to kind of know. It's not like, I'm not trying to scare you, or scary, but when I do something for somebody, I feel responsible for you know what I'm doing because a lady tried to get me to do one the other day and I said, I can't do that because you just don't have enough time. I'm like, you have to send it Like we were talking about earlier, I said, you have to send each one of those to the different state. She had a school transcript that she wanted to send to somewhere. And I'm like, you got to send it to that state to have that state apostille. It then send it to, you know, but anyway, yeah, I I didn't do it. So that's why it's so important to kind of, you know, know what you need to do. So you're not going to know everything about this. And I told Kim the other day when she was calling me, I said, Kim, as you can see, doing apostilles is not black and white. It's ands, ifs, or buts. This happened. And it's always going to be some scenario of something happening, probably. But if you know how to pick up the phone, if you know how to do some research, make a phone call, call this person, call that person, hold for 20 minutes, it'll be good. It'll be fine. So it's not really that complicated. It's just some processes that have to be done. And
0: something else that you guys know I say all the time, even when it comes to general notary work, is um, um, questions equal money. So, the more and more questions that you're asking regarding this pastel, you'll see how that bill can rack up easily and people will pay you for it. So, Angela, um, we're going to thank you for shedding some light on this for us. Um, I do got, want you guys to know also that um, I did create the specialty journal, I must tell y'all, <laughs> which is a space in there for our post deals and you can put the country name any additional appointment notes um the customer's information because a lot of times people ask me where do i write my um specialty work i9s field inspection ink fingerprinting so that's why i created this and people seem to love it i do too so i did just want to show you that we're going to take some of your questions now um whatever you may have um before we do that though um we're going to just kind of For those who are just joining us, we've been talking about apostilles. We've covered it pretty in depth. I think we've taken the lid off and hopefully you've learned about them, how to process the money is real. It's not a joke, but neither is the job It's serious. People's Mm -hmm. doctors are leaving the country. Uh, We do want to make you aware of that as we talk about how much money can be, you know, that can be made with this or whatever um also uh, as you guys can see i'm going to do a little side note and then we're going to get to your questions i'm wearing all my youtube gear i don't know if you guys know it or not but i actually just wrote a book about how to start your youtube channel and grow it <laughs> so this book is i don't have a copy of it yet but it's, it is out it's in paperback also ebook and the book tells you my experience as a youtuber how i got started also how to grow your channel if you're watching and you have a channel and it's kind of you know like that or if you have a family member that is thinking about starting a youtube channel or if you want to um the book is available on amazon you can also find it at NotaryEducatorsLLC.com and um check it out it's a really good book guys it's really thorough like i do everything like we do everything here so if you actually really seriously thinking about a youtube channel That's another stream of income. Everybody got something to talk about. Your story is different from anyone else's. Mm -hmm. I will share this with you. When I started my notary channel, I had watched all the major players out there and I learned so much from them, right? But sometimes I was kind of left wondering, well, what about... So when I started my channel, I wanted it to be a little bit different. I wanted my channel to be... If you wanted to know about business cards, that's what that video is about. If you wanted to know about LLC, that's what that video is about because I would want to go back and watch something that they mentioned but it was an hour worth of hours worth of information and I didn't I was never able to go back and find anything Mm -hmm. and I also wanted to tell you everything I didn't want it to be like I tell you so much and then you have to buy my course right I tell you so much I have to do coaching (laughs) so I tell you everything and then you if you still want to do business with me or need something that I offer that's great but you have what you need and you can walk away with that So that's how my channel grew. You have something to talk about. If you like the arts, if you like whatever it is that you like, you have a voice. You have something to share with people. So check out the book. And you, too, may be able to start a YouTube channel and watch it grow. And guess what, guys? It's not that complicated. (laughs) So um, that's one thing I wanted to share with you. Also, the courses are still on sale, 50% off. The newest one is that general notary um, work course. Don't be scared it's not that complicated because I have a lot of notary signing agents and notaries period that are frightened to death of general notary work. So in that course, though, I take the boogeyman out again we go over how to do nursing home, how to do jail signing, how to do hospitals, what to expect what's the verbiage what's the script so all of that's in that course okay. So we're going to get back to you all tonight. And everything I'm talking about can be found at notaryeducatorsllp.com. And we'll get back to your questions. I think Alexis is going to do that for us. So if you'll we'll just kind of go through them, Alexis. Yeah. Please, and I'll be doing Facebook.
2: So first thing I see is from DJS. Uh She says, what type of document would need to be notarized? I found our birth certificates just need to be authenticated and sent to. Uh, SS
1: office right so of course vital records court documents that are certified can't be notarized but if you have a power of attorney uh transcripts um somebody brought something over that they had written that needed to be notarized that was going to be apostille so the same documents that have to be notarized in general notary work have to be notarized if they're going to be apostille so public documents basically uh, that have a notary certificate have to be uh, notarized for apostille.
2: All right, and then next was Danielle. Danielle says, "Angela, when planning destination weddings in another country, do they do they need to get their marriage license apostilled?"
1: Yes, the marriage, their birth certificate, their um, single status affidavit. And the past because they haven't they don't have the marriage license yet until they come back till they get married
0: right so they wouldn't have to get that apostille to bring it over here necessarily probably um i don't know how that would work with like a destination wedding mm-hmm. that sounds like her question but you explained what our process would be on this right. end if they're married mm-hmm. in another country danielle then that's when we on this end to prepare them for the marriage in jamaica they would have to have that single person affidavit or if they were getting if they had been divorced they would have to prove that they were divorced over there so i'm going to release a video tomorrow guys and it's actually came about because um you know what let me not check out my new video tomorrow it's going to be all okay. about appeals okay let me not it's going to be about apostille so check it out tomorrow i'm going to put it out maybe tomorrow afternoon so it's going to add some more light i also have uh three or four other videos about apostilles so, if you take everything that we've given you, you might be okay. If not, Angela's working on some stuff for you guys. So
1: I'm actually finished with it though.
0: Okay, so you want to talk about it? And then we'll get back to the questions. We'll do the
1: questions first.
0: Okay,
2: Alexis? All right. And just thank you, Danielle, for the compliment. Danielle said I was going. <laughs> you are going. to <laughs> take the compliment. Alexis is glowing. She's getting She is glowing. <laughs> Thanks, you all. Baby, baby. Um, you're so <laughs> right. Uh, Talia Perez says, what is done if you find notarial act that is wrong?
1: Well, OK, well, I just found one that was wrong. And what I did, I didn't facilitate the apostille. If you're talking about before you take it to be apostille, I just called the client and told him it was wrong. He need to redo the documents because it may get to the other country and they may reject it. So he was he, he was grateful that I saw the mistake and told him he needed to
0: change it. Okay. I got one want to Facebook really quick Well you know what let me let you keep going Because sometimes I find that we get to the Facebook Over yeah, here okay. So let's try that first
2: uh-huh. Okay um, next one is from Queen Moore Just said evening ladies queen Out of Decatur Georgia uh, I don't know Why it's cut off But I think she says This is very it It's
1: cut TV. off isn't it
2: It's for you too? Okay. maybe. You it's want me to read it You want more. me to
0: read them Oh uh, yeah, you can go ahead. You okay, so Queen Moore says, Um, evening ladies, Queen out of Decatur. This is very, very interesting and informative. Thanks for shining light on the topic. You have my attention. Yes, welcome, welcome. Now now we have our Facebook um user says, Yes, there is always a learning curve. Fascinating uh, one to learn. It is interesting to learn about all these documents and stuff. It right? is
1: very interesting.
0: It is it is. Then we have uh let's see, we did that. Yes, Monica, you will be able to go back and look at this. This training uh, will be available, no charge, on the YouTube channel. Be um, the replay will be available right afterwards, so you can go back and watch this. Make sure you have your notepad, <laughs> your notepad out. Mm-hmm. CC says, "What is Georgia, in Georgia? What does a document need a great seal for?" So,
1: when, so, when, when? So that's an important. That's a good question, CC, because it goes back to questions. You have to ask the client, what's the de- country of destination or country of intent? When they tell you what the country of destination is, then if they tell you where, oh, it's Korea, then you will look at the country chart on online and you'll see that Korea is a non-hate country. Then you'll know it needs the great seal. If it's a hate country, you know it doesn't need the great seal. So that determines what agency does the authentication or the apostille
0: now the great seal is different from the apostille seal the great seal of georgia is going to be just that it's a seal from the state of georgia all states have their own seal like the seal of michigan Mm -hmm. seal of florida so that's that's different from the apostille seal so we got all kind of seals out there
1: and this is just a side point um georgia apostille process and i think there are two other states are different than all the other states all the other states, the first level and the second level goes to the Secretary of State. But Georgia, you start with the clerk authority. So that's another whole process.
0: Right. So we check your state for, to, or the state of where the document originated, originated. the process is. So it's not one size fit all as Angela said earlier. So the next question is, Burnett. she says, does a translator need to provide you with certain credentials?
1: So the translator, um, there's this form that the translator fills out and a notary has to notarize her translation. And so there, there is, um, I found this translation company in Georgia, actually, where you can go online and tell them what language you need. And I did a Japanese one recently. And the girl was really nice. She lives in Marietta, but they fill out this form, translation, certification form, and then a notary has to notarize their notarize the form.
0: okay and then djs djs says when you say translation how does that look how's it done
1: well whatever whatever so if it's english and they're sending it to another country and this is one thing you guys the client will tell you if the document needs to be translated so if they say oh this needs to be translated from japanese to english you will find a japanese translator and have them translated to english fill out that certification form and have a notary notarize it but also in a lot of instances what i do is wherever the document originates from the translator i get the translator in that state that has a notary in that state because wouldn't it make sense that if the document has to go to the state of origin to be apostilled, that if it's going to be translated and it the notary has to be from that state too so there are like there are a lot of little things that you have to think about, uh, and a lot of phone calls you have to make. But that's what that looks like.
0: And our Facebook user, um, let me see, can I put a name with it really quick? Mentioned about the fees, and we already talked about that. You have the FedEx. You have oh, that's Deborah. Thank you, Miss Deborah and Mar- and Mary or Marie it says you got to think about the travel, the gas, parking, tolls. Take all of that into account when you are pricing your services. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, next we have unique T notary biz. I like that. Hello everyone. I really need to add um uh, pastel to my business, but a still scared me. Thank you so much. It's been our pleasure. So yeah, Sheila says it's important to know what you are doing. I oh, wait, we almost there actually. Um, Dream big Two says we will, will we be able to watch this later? Yes. The replay will be up. This is not for sale. Um, you can watch it for free. Uh, let's see. Monica says, thank you so much. I've learned a lot in a short period of time. That's what we do. <laughs> get you what you need. No fluff. Uh, Miss CC says, Angela, how do you estimate how long the documents will take to get back to the client?
1: Well, the Secretary of State has an estimated time on their um, website. But another thing I want to mention that I didn't is that you always want to call the authority to ask questions. Because sometimes it changes, like in DC, even it'll tell you on the website that the fee is no longer eight dollars or whatever it is, that it's $20. So you always want to make sure that your fees are correct. You don't want to pay too much or too little because it's going to be rejected. They're not going to say, Oh, I'll take $4 out and send you the other two about $2 back. It's going to be rejected because you overpaid. So whatever the agency's time length is, like I said, you don't want to tell the client if he's oh, I need this back in a week and the agency is saying two to four weeks or four to six weeks you don't want to say oh well maybe back in two weeks i always say i'm hopeful but six weeks is what is the worst case scenario
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. always over what is it over delivering that one under whatever y'all know that saying i can't even get it right. <laughs> but tell them longer and then when he gets back sooner they're gonna be like oh mm-hmm. you gotta go faster." Mm-hmm that's one of those kind okay thank you dream dream big too she says my channel is amazing appreciate it uh facebook user said a boogeyman yes we we taking a boogeyman right out of this <laughs> uh quintana says i'm just tuning in hope question hasn't already been answered when it comes to advertising can you advertise by levels um that's
1: an question that's an interesting question but Mm -mm. i would say no because the client don't even know what they need
0: yeah
1: yeah yeah
0: that's going to be a
1: no um if if they come to you and say i need this apostille and if it's not they don't even know what a hate country is or they don't know whether it's a hate country or not a hate country and if you find out it's a hate country then you're gonna have to explain to them that well this is a, a more extensive process that it needs more than an apostille it needs to be authenticated and legalized And so that's going to have to go through a different agency. So.
0: Yeah, so i to advertise that. But again, that's why you just need to know, even if you decide, for example, like I already told you guys earlier, if you were watching and you'll catch it on the replay. For me, I prefer like a level one. And we came up with that here at Notary Educators. There's no such thing in the pastel world. I'm sure somebody going to come behind me and say, ain't no level one, ain't no level two, ain't no level three. But we were just breaking it down so we can understand that there is more than one way to do it. And it is those three levels. So maybe I could uh, copyright that or something. Anyway, level one, though. So I decided for my business, that's all I prefer to do. That's going to my local secretary of state. Mostly, I don't want to do the other higher levels. That's Angela's jam. She got that. So for you as a notary if you decide, hey, I don't want to do anything but the level one. When you get those, you process it. If it's higher than that, find you a notary in your area or call Angela with, with business. She'll handle it. Um, and you guys split the profit some kind of way. She'll tell you what, what's fair, what she'll be able to you know, compensate you or whoever you decide to work with. Talk about the money up front because you don't want to come back and say, well, you told me you were going to give me 100 and they only give you $25 and you felt the job was worth more than that um you know with some screening questions you find out that it's a larger job and they just give you a couple of dollars you're gonna be mad right so mm-hmm. I always talk about the money when you're doing business with someone else up front even your fellow notary um but again you don't have to advertise level one two or three you just know what you're going to do and then anything else have you a plan b mm-hmm. next is going to be on uh, facebook says also copies that have to certain women also copies that need to have a certified that there are official copies of the originals. Yes, that's called a certified copy. That's correct. Some of those documents will be able to be certified copy and then it can be apostilled. Um, so Unique T said, are we from Texas? No, we're not, we're from, um, we're all notaries in the state of Georgia, but we teach all 50 states how to be a great notary. So whatever state, we've had plenty of students from the state of Texas. We sure do. Yeah, so we have students from all over, not just Georgia. But we are actually physically in the state of Georgia. But we handle all 50, okay? Uh, Let's get down to Quintana says she didn't see the apostille course. We'll come back to that in just a second. Talia says, does it have to be corrected by the same notary or can you be the the notary? Good question, Angela. So
1: the the one I had, we just trashed it and got a new one and I, notarized it and did everything
0: right, right. So for some reason, if they um, make a mistake, because you may not even be able to find the other notary, for example, the, the person had the document notarized in Florida, but now they live in Georgia asking you to facilitate it. You're not getting ready to drive to Florida and get that other notary to correct their mistake, right? And You can't fax mm-hmm. it or send a copy. So at that point, you're going to have to redo the document yourself. So now you mm-hmm. become the notary on the document. So you see how it's, it's a lot of little it little weird turns there. So you kind of got to know what you're doing. Um, you cannot fake this until you make it. Uh, so mm-hmm. to answer your question, sometimes you'll fix it. And sometimes the I never would ask the other notary to fix it anyway. I'm just going to fix it because that's more time and money. So I'm going to fix it by the time you try to find. Even if, so, for example, if Angela was up the street, and I'm doing the apostille, and she made a mistake. I'm not gonna call Angela and say, "Hey, you made a mistake on this document." I'm just gonna go ahead and put the correct verbiage on there, and you know, do whatever needs to be done. I'm not gonna call her. That's that's just us because we're pro. You know, I don't want to say it like that, but
1: we are professionals. We are professionals.
0: Well, you yeah, we're saying. yeah, we're professionals. We are the notaries that we are gonna get it handled. It became my problem the moment he called me. Right. So that I, like
1: a document I had, even though somebody else notarized it. When I had right. to facilitate the apostille, it became my problem.
0: Right. It became it becomes our problem. So we're not the people getting tracked down. You know, that's that person at work at a W two job. Was that was the person that
1: That was the person at UPS.
0: Right. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or at a W two job, Sally makes a mistake and then I'm no i I'm helping the customer. I'm gonna go get Sally to fix it. No, I'm gonna fix it and get it right and we're gonna get Make the customer happy and they're gonna keep moving. Cause I come from a customer service background. So mm-hmm. I I you own what whatever ends in your lap. And that's why he getting ready to pay me good to fix Sally's mistake too, right? right. <laughs> All right, child. So let's move on. Um we are at Facebook declaration and certification of translation document. Basically, it states transfer. So they're just telling you about the translation. How can I get an in-depth training? Nancy, we're gonna come back to that in just a second. Um Let's see. Like and subscribe is free. we getting gems dropped on us. Oh, yes. DJS. yes I, did. I do. Can you guys please like, subscribe, <laughs> and share this video with somebody? <laughs> thank you, DJS. I always forget to ask. DJS, me.
1: thank you so much.
0: I do appreciate it. So like, subscribe, and share. Okay? Thank you. <laughs> so uh, Nancy, we're going to talk about step-by-step training in a minute. Do you have to have a certification no you don't actually there's no training available from your state on how to do an apostille this is this is an open industry so you know be cautious of where you take training um, because you don't want to get in the hamster wheel again you paying for training paying for training you still don't know what to do so there this is an open market right now everybody's talking about apostille everywhere you go people are talking about it so yeah that's what I got to say on training. So Monica says, Do you set the price by levels? You want to answer that, Alexis? How do you set pricing?
2: Yes, definitely. Um, the more work in a nutshell, the more work that I have to do, the and more, more money it's gonna be. And that goes for documents as well.
0: Yeah. So that's why questions equal money. You gotta find out all the facts. Cause you know, this is what I was trying to say earlier and I forgot. You could end up costing yourself money if you don't ask the right questions. So you price a job for $200 thinking, oh, that's a lot of money, right?
1: You so got to pay $100 in FedEx
0: Exactly. Fees. Right. You forgot. You got
1: $20 for the Secretary of State fees.
0: Exactly. You forgot your FedEx fees. You forgot your process. Um, your... Um, processing at the state level because like some states our state is only three dollars but some states are twenty dollars per document 10,
1: twenty they different prices yeah
0: so that's a whole nother thing so you could actually end up costing yourself money and you really gonna be mad so you gotta price it right uh quantana says so any document being used in another country is considered a no, no not every document being sent to another country requires an apostille. That's going to be based on the client's need. Mm -hmm. Because I have had documents like for a power of attorney, for example, the power of attorney just needed to be notarized here in the States. Mm -hmm. The other person requesting it did not want it apostille. So you don't even have to open that can of worms with your Mm -hmm. client. If they ask you for an apostille, that's Mm -hmm. what they need. But they will let you know what they need. They know what they need.
1: I actually did a seller's package from Africa that did not need a pastel. I talked right. to the attorney. Attorney told me what they needed. And I just notarized the papers like I was notarizing. They was different, but notarizing documents from a seller's package here.
0: Right. They look different. Actually, I did a Jamaican um, um, sale last week. And I took one of our Facebook people with us. If you are not in our Facebook group also, guys, it's completely free. Um, notary educators is our Facebook group, and I took her over there. So we had to look at the documents a couple of different times. And actually, the person that sent the documents, thank goodness, they were very thorough in how they wanted it filled out. So they sent us a sample of what to do for the actual document. So that was a huge plus there. So, again, your documents are not going to come from just your state, you need to know how to handle any document, okay. So check out my course, um, Notarize Like a Pro. If you are not comfortable with notarizing, that course will get you prepared to notarize documents, okay? Notarize Like a Pro. And again, all courses are on sale, 50% off, no coupon code needed, okay? So please check out the courses right now. I guarantee you, check out our Facebook group if you want reviews on the courses, guys because they are amazing I'm, I'm not just saying that they really are so let's go to unique T again so she says once a customer comes to us what's the first step to even take do you have something we can download so before and-
1: before the customer comes to you you need to ask questions because you need to know when that customer gets there that you're going to be able to help them with that document and the very first question you always ask is what's the country of destination And that from that, that determines whether you're going to even do it. If you don't know how to do the other levels, then you're not going to do it. Or, you know, what's the destination? I mean, what's the country of destination? Uh, What type of document is? Because then you got to figure out, do I have to send this to another state? So there's a series of questions. No, we don't have anything to download, but we will talk about the class later.
0: All right. Let's I was trying to get these Facebook comments. Hold on one second. Um, Charlotte says out of curiosity, would you add a fee on top of the translator or another notary if you facilitate the search that would cost, would those costs are simply be directly passed through as an added overall cost to the service? So, yeah, you can add a fee for that. Um, actually, uh, what Angela does, and she's sitting right here so she can tell you what she does. When you have a translator, how do you facilitate the fee? How do you um, handle the processing of the translator?
1: It depends on two things. It depends on if the translator is out of town or local, and it depends on if I've, like, charged them and then I feel like I've done, like, extra work and I didn't charge you enough. If I feel like I've already charged you enough for the work that I'm doing and it's not any extra, I really don't um, upcharge the cost too much, but I upcharge it a little bit because I find that with translation, it's always going to be some extra cost because, oh, they got to send the document even if the lady in marietta she had to send the document to me so i had to pay her extra 26 Mm dollars, send her fedex label to so i do upcharge some because you have to that goes into making sure you have all your costs covered
0: so that looks like this if i need a document translated into chinese and i find out that it costs 100 dollars more than likely i'm going to go ahead and add an extra 50 on there why because anything could jump off i'm never trying to do business where i'm in the hole that's not being a good business person you don't do business where it costs you money this is not charity work so i'm going to put a little cushion there and then if i end up profiting a little bit from that it's fine because i guarantee you there will be another one that i underbid it or underpriced some kind of way mm-hmm. so it all washes out in the end Again, we are in the business of making money. This is our business. We are not in the business of losing money. Okay. Doc DT says, will starting fees be provided by Angela in the course? Of course, ex- excluding the travel, postage, and other fees. Well, we kind of talked about it tonight. It's gonna be based on your area. we no secrets here. Pricing is gonna be based on your area. Like um, we're in the suburbs of Atlanta, so we may not be able to charge with a in the heart of Atlanta, you know? um they may charge like for the first page 195 I know for sure they do the next page they charge like 95. document
1: not page document
0: per document thank you for the clarification um so they charge 195 for the first document and then 95 for the next document out here I might charge 185 for the first document my second document might look like 50 dollars so I want the client to choose me over Atlanta. And I've had that happen because they didn't want to drive to Atlanta either. Right. So, you know, when once you do know what you're doing and you put it on your Google page, people will find you. And they may not want to drive to the major city. They may have a few more days. And in our case, we're only 30 minutes away from the Secretary of State or from the Clerk County who processes our apostilles. So it's nothing for me to drive there. I'll mm-hmm. drive there. And it's open now. We can walk in. So I'll drive there in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. In our case, um, next is, do you get pushback on attached certificates?
1: No, because I'm the professional. I know what I'm doing. I'm telling you, they don't know what an apostille is. If I say it needs a certificate, I just tell them you need to sign this certificate. They don't ever push back. I just explain to them what the process is, when they'll get it back. And if I need to add something, like the other guy the other day, I said, we need to add this certificate because it shows my notary information and it won't be processed without it. So, no, I've never had any pushback.
0: So let's talk about that right quick, because I see that in the chat a lot of times. So I'm going to give you two seconds on this, because this is not what this is about tonight. But if I am adding an attachment, a certificate to a document, my preferred method, unless it's a apostille, mm-hmm. is to use my jurat stamp or my acknowledgment stamp. Most people don't want you adding that piece of paper. Now, if you have to, according to your state, for example, California, we know is very picky. It's going to be a certain way. That's the way it's going to be. You're going to mm-hmm. add certificates all day long, right? But for most of you out there, you can add a direct stamp or an acknowledgement stamp if your document does not have the proper verbiage. And that's what your client is looking for. So you need to know how to do that. If you don't, you need to be buying my course, um, Notarize Like a pro. And all that being said, because they don't want the attachment. It doesn't feel like it's been notarized to them. They feel like somebody just stuck that piece of paper there. They want to see it on the document that they bring you, if that makes sense. Okay. But in the case, like Angela's was talking about for our apostilles, you cannot willy-nilly that. It has to be a certain way. And if it's not, it will not be accepted. It will be rejected. Okay. So you need to know how to notarize both ways. Okay.
1: Because I actually had a guy that came to me. And um, he wanted, he had a one page. He did not have any notary um, language, no notary certificate. And he didn't want anything stapled to it because he had it. He had to scan it and email it to somebody. And he didn't want it to seem like he was tampering with it. So fortunately, I have a jurat and an acknowledgement stamp. And I was able to accommodate him and give him what he needed.
0: Right so most people do not want you adding that attachment again in California don't call me talking about Kimmy we can't you I know you cannot you got your mm-hmm. own way you got your own country out that way so mm-hmm. but everybody else again you should be able to add it and um and know how to do it okay so Marlo says the Ohio Secretary of State has step-by-step simple instructions on how to apostille documents of various types I followed those instructions and was able to process my first two apostille jobs. Go Great, Marlo. Job.
2: That's
0: me. very good. Yeah. If you can self-teach, we're all about that. So yeah. we all about that life too. Whatever, whatever you're gonna do to make your money, as long as you're a pro at it. So I'm gonna say this right quick. So I had someone in a Facebook group. Again, we're not calling nobody else. So this this is just a teachable lesson. So somebody in a Facebook group said they had a call with a notary person and they told them. It was their first job. They've never notarized anything. And the person told them, hey, do not accept the job. And the person took a job. It all went well, right? Kudos to that person. Kudos to the notary. Kudos to everything, right? But I'm never going to recommend that you just go out there and start stamping a paper and you do not have any training. You don't know what anything is. That's like a surgeon going to surgery and he ain't been to school. No, he just got the supplies. So that's not the recommended way. I didn't go off in the Facebook group and I didn't correct it or whatever. But I'm going to say it here publicly because I know everybody saw the comment. And it's like, oh, why would somebody tell her not to do it? Yes, I'm going to tell you and anybody else that's listening that's in the Facebook group, don't go out there stamping people's papers and you don't know what to do. Fortunately, that went well. But can you imagine the number of times that it does not go well and you messed up somebody's stuff? Alexis, yeah, it to-
1: probably went well because it was a friend and they helped and it was and it's different circumstances for different situations too
0: yeah you want to talk about that alexis the need for proper training and not just willy-nilly because I, the reason i picked you for that is a lot of times you get calls when we do our intake calls and people tell you oh, i'm a notary at work so i know you have a certain feeling about that
2: <laughs> yeah especially on that topic as far as work it's just two different things um Especially, like you said, with proper training, when you go out there, you know you know what you're doing. If you don't, I mean, people are spending, it could be possibly hundreds of dollars with you, right? Especially in the apostille world. So if you don't know what you're doing and you're just sending stuff off or you think you know the process, it's just, it looks bad. It comes back on you at the end of the day. It's your business. It's your face. So why not invest the time and the energy and money? to make sure that you have proper training because it's not, it's, I mean, it sounds simple and it can be simple. But at the end of the day, a person can do it themselves. Right. But on the flip side of that, it's, it's a lot of pieces to it. And if you don't know what you're doing and you're just out there doing something, it can really blow back on your business. And we're all here to run a business. So yeah, I definitely feel strongly about that and make sure you know what you're doing especially in this process with the hypotheses
0: right and even as far as being a notary uh Alexis, would you speak to how you often tell people it's the difference between being a work notary and a notary for your business your personal entrepreneur business
2: yeah so i just being in i never was a notary at work so when we got into teaching and we started having a lot of people come to us telling us their stories so forth and so forth the consensus across the board was yeah i'm a notary at work i've been a notary at work for it could be 10 years five years 20 years right but usually at work it's a you know it's a um repetitive process so they're just handing you documents you're stamping it and it's usually like maybe one document or maybe it's a variation of different documents but it's the same documents Is what i'm trying to say so you you've been doing this for years. So you know that process, you got that down, but you never had a Georgia handbook. You don't even know what you can and cannot do. And sometimes I found that even at your job, the process that they're having you do is really incorrect. And it could be a major company. And I've noticed that too, based off talking to multiple people. So yeah, definitely in the work field. Yeah, you're a notary. You know how to stamp. You have your stamp, right? But did you pick up your Georgia handbook or any state handbook and actually read it and know exactly what falls under you know being a
0: notary? Because that job is going to teach you what they need you to know for that role. And they don't even teach you anything. They normally doing this. This is how it was when I was a notary at work. And I'm sure 99% of you the same thing. Stamp this. Stamp Stamp this. Stamp this stamp this and you'll be like okay and you just stamp 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 you ain't saw no ID or nothing you just stamp 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 yeah. stamp, stamp, stamp and they'll tell you can you go get your notary we need somebody to stamp papers. okay I'll go get it that's how I got mine i um, I worked in two different banking institutions and I had no clue what I was doing I was just stamping my life away not knowing yeah. the reality of what was going on Till so I actually started my business so just because you're a notary at work again we hear that all day long I'm a notary I'm a notary. Yeah, you probably that notary, but we want you to be this kind of notary. <laughs> we want it's you to be that know what you're doing and why you're doing it, not just stamping papers. Cause you can't get out there and just stamp in the real world, you know? You probably shouldn't even be doing it at work, but I'm not gonna tell y'all to you know go up against your managers and stuff. But so many people take our classes and during class they say,
2: Yeah, I wasn't supposed to do that.
0: Yeah. You mean what? Oh no. So so many if we had a dollar for every time somebody said that right we wouldn't have to work because people yeah. all day long. what they really learn what they're supposed to be doing is different than what the companies actually have you doing okay yeah. so we'll take a few more guys and we'll wrap this up so uh I think we are at facebook a uh, 909 um how do you know if you need to send the document to another state to be notarized and apostilled? the document
2: Sorry,
0: you want to say it right anything I was just going to say the document will let you know what it needs. Again, this is um, it, where where the document originated would be a better way to explain it to you. Mm-hmm. So if the document originated in the state of Florida, it has to go to Florida. If the document, that's why questions are so important. Where does the document, that sounds like this. Okay, Mr. Smith, so you have a birth certificate. Where did that uh, birth certificate, uh, where was the person born? What state? okay they were born in new york so now you know you need to find out what new york's processing is what's their requirements whatever if you're not in the state of new york if you're in the state of florida and someone calls you from michigan okay mister and he's visiting your state or whatever in the document so mr smith the person was i have a uh, he, he's going to tell you i have a birth certificate my child was born in michigan that's your clue that everything else dealing with that document needs to go back to the state of Michigan, because you in a different state don't know anything about that. And your state knows nothing about that document. It has Mm -hmm. to go back to where it originated, Okay. All right. Next, we have um, Gilletta. Is there a location where you can get all the states forms? Yeah, you can go to each state. Now, there may be somewhere out there, someone that has it. I don't know. We don't have one yet. I, I
1: recommend you going to each state. There are some places you can go with a group, but I, I don't do that. I go to each state because things change.
0: I agree. That's a pro move. So, yeah, you could probably buy an apostille list from someone. So after we had this live, I'm sure someone's going to create it. No problem there. But just like Angela and I and Alexis recommend, go to each state because something could have changed. So they So say somebody put a little kit together, you go buy it. That kid is from five years old, but now the, the actual instructions have changed. And as of today's date, right? So you always want to be current and fresh. So go to the date. I mean, go to the site, physically go to the site of the state. That's what I recommend. That's what we recommend over here. Gelada also says I had someone needed a birth certificate. I to get a passport. I needed to have a birth certificate. So I told them they needed it first before it could be a posteo. Correct. They need, a part, they need to have original. Their original birth certificate. Yes, that is correct. You did good. Hey, Kalisha, Ebony says, can you please answer, how do I find a mentor? I know it has an impact on your business. Ebony, I'm going to recommend you reach out at notaryeducatorsllc.com. We do free intake calls for anyone that's listening. Just fill out the Contact Us page, and we will give you a call back to see where you, need to, where you are in your business and what you actually need. Okay, so notaryeducatorsllc.com that is completely free and we will call you back. Okay. Uh, Talia says, or Talia says, right, there's a reason why we are required to have bond and EO insurance. I hear notaries making a lot of mistakes because of no training. Preach, Talia. You got it. You are so right. So, on that note, guys, I am going to remind you that I do have my Georgia, I mean, this is my regular. book how to start your notary business and then the orange one is for the state of georgia so check those out if you are in the process of starting your business the gray one is for all states even georgia but georgia you actually have your own book so so that and um the courses are on sale 50 percent off we are also actually still offering the one-on-ones live courses that's for the basic training class and also the um
1: Notice,
0: long signing, yes, long signing agent. We got a couple more things and we will get out. I'm gonna let um Angela and Alexa say bye. So we got signed by Cleisha says, Yes, things change frequently. Judy Lawrence also says, Before doing any apostille, check the secretary state for quality assurance. Yes, that's a pro move. Judy is also um good with um apostille, she's called the queen of them. So Judy and I are friends. Um, we have that's good good shout out to judy too fortunately we have our own version over here though aj mobile notary services so y'all can tell angela is a pro uh let's see kimmy can you tell us where you get your stamps uh the stamps i get at amazon check out my page over at notary educators there's a supply list also to put that for all the supplies that we recommend um everything again is at notaryeducatorsllc.com and this will be the last question, right? Quick, the information changes often. As Angela and Kimmy said, follow up with phone calls because sometimes the sites are not updated. Better to be safe than sorry. You are so right. We do not want people's documents rejected or declined. Okay. So I'm Kimmy with Notary Life. With Kimmy again, everything we talked about, products and stuff. Angela didn't tell you about the course. I'm gonna let her do her wrap up, and then we'll head out. So I'll go, Alexis, and then we'll let Angela take us home and tell you about training. So um, yes. Yeah, so, <clears throat> Mm. <laughs> <Water. clears throat> excuse me guys so i'm kimmy and uh, check out everything we talked about at notary life with kimmy <clears throat> NotaryEducatorsLLC.com. llc.com okay alexis <laughs> oh, no water tonight either i usually have some water
2: yeah just like they were saying i just wanted to say this one thing too um basically if i see it's not that complicated at all but um You just want to make sure you have proper training, which we'll get to shortly. And you want to make sure that you are not afraid to pick up that phone and call um, whomever to make sure you get the questions answered for your client. So with those two things, I feel like sky's the limit. Because I just see a lot of people say they're scared to tap into that. But don't be scared. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's it. And we will see you all on next Monday.
1: Yep. So thank you guys for coming. I really enjoyed talking about apostilles. I'm beginning to really enjoy doing them. Uh, so we do have our apostille course that I just finished. And uh, it's only open right now to our Facebook group. So if you want the discounted price, join our Facebook group. Uh, after that, it will be rolled out to anybody who would like it. And it'll be on our Notary Educators page. And also in the very near few weeks future, I am going to have a YouTube Uh, because of my friend Kimmy, who showed me how to do YouTube. And it's going to be all about apostilles. So look forward to that really soon. And we do have apostille training. And so contact us on Notary Educators for more information.
0: And the last thing I will go back, guys, on the Facebook, please answer the last question. Because if you don't, then we will not let you in. The last question is just simply, um, do you agree to the group rules and people miss that question all the time. All the time. Okay? So we thank you guys for joining us on behalf of Notary Life with Kimmy, AJ Mobile Notary Services, and Alexis.
1: Um, Mobile Notary Services by Alexis.
0: Thank you. We want you to have a good night out there, okay? And don't be scared. It's not that complicated. It's not. It's really not, you guys. You bye. Uh, bye. Bye. Thank you again for listening to the Notary Life with Kimmy podcast. We would love to be a part of your notary journey. Please visit us at NotaryEducatorsLLC.com for all of your notary training needs. Also, please feel free to join the Notary Life with Kimmy YouTube channel, where Kimmy has over 400 videos that will help you to grow and build a successful notary business. Until the next episode, we wish you much success on your journey. Bye.